I'm Jim Cameron, Jim Cameron Consulting, broadcasting from the Fountainhead, the home of Synergy Billing in Holly Hill, and I'm your host for Volusia Matters. News and interviews and matters that impact Volusia County directly or indirectly. Now let's get on with some news. The county will host a public hearing to get additional input on Transform 386, the Community Development Block Grant Disaster Recovery Action Plan. Now this will be on Thursday, August 24th, 5.30 to 7.30, County Administration Building in the land. Now this will culminate citizen survey remarks from recent community input sessions that were in July and early August regarding the damage that citizens sustained from Hurricane Ian and to proposed projects for recovery and future disaster mitigation. Now, Recovery and Resiliency Director Donna Butler stated that data has been received, analyzed, and compiled into an action plan outlining our community's needs, recovery strategies, and how we can better protect ourselves from future disasters. We encourage everyone to actively participate in the upcoming hearing and to review the proposed plan and to share comments and feedback. Now, the draft of the action plan is available at www.transform386.org and comments regarding the plan will be taken up to Tuesday, September the 5th and may be emailed to transform386 at volusia.org. Now, in quick review, Volusia has been awarded $328 million in Community Development Block Grant Disaster Recovery Funds from the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development, HUD, to spearhead a comprehensive initiative called Transform 386, which will play a pivotal role in enabling the county's recovery, revitalization, and preparedness for future disasters. Now, on a related note, it's been several months since Hurricane Ian has inflicted nearly $900 million worth of damage and washed away tons of sand along Volusia beaches. Since then, more than 300 beachfront property owners have sought funds and permits to rebuild seawalls and dunes to protect upland structures. Now, following last year's storms, the Florida Department of Environmental Protection allocated a $5 million grant for emergency sand placement whereby the county placed 
sand-filled trap bags to prevent future erosion. Now, you might remember last January, Governor DeSantis presented a $37 million check to assist beach renourishment and the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers have dredged 60,000 cubic yards of sand from the inlet. That said, restoration plans are still being outlined in order to obtain county, state, and federal permits along with pursuing insurance claims, federal and state disaster assistance and grants, or low-interest loans for restoration work. Also, taken into account the state's coastal construction control line, which requires any new construction east of that line to meet tougher construction standards. And finally, any new seawall construction, the county will require to build a vegetated sand dune. All in all, I'd like to commend city and county and state staff for their hard work in getting our beaches back to normal. Next item, Fitch Rating Service downgrades U.S. long-term ratings from AAA to AA+. Where they're basically saying U.S. government is not addressing fiscal and debt matters as they should. Case in point, the June bipartisan agreement to suspend the debt limit ceiling until January 2025. Now, these repeated debt limit political standoffs and last minute resolutions have eroded confidence in fiscal management. And tax cuts and new spending initiatives have meant successive debt increases over the last decade. And there's only been limited progress in addressing rising Social Security and Medicare costs due to an aging population. Now, this is also concerning Wall Street because some investors are required to put money only in AAA-rated securities, and they may need to start looking elsewhere, and this could potentially nudge up interest rates. And there's still growing concern of another debt limit stalemate in Washington that could threaten another government shutdown. Now, Fitch is one of three major credit rating firms, along with Moody's and S&P Global Ratings. And in 2011, S&P downgraded the U.S. credit rating amid a debt limit standoff. And this is the first time the U.S. was removed from a list of risk-free borrowers. Now, Fitch's downgrade is the second in U.S. history, and future downgrades by Fitch or the other two agencies could threaten America's fiscal health. Now, on a related note, last June, the Federal Reserve paused 
hiking interest rates. However, on July 26, they increased interest rates by 0.25%, boosting federal fund rates to 5.5%. Now, with this move, the Fed has now raised rates 11 times during this economic cycle in an effort to reduce inflation to a targeted 2%. Now, you might know that inflation rate dropped to 3% back in June after a stagnant 9% in mid-2022. However, most economists want to see what the Fed's going to do at its September the 19th and 20th rate-setting meeting and what effect this will have on U.S. borrowing cost and the stock market. Next item in our new state laws segment that began July the 1st, House Bill 5 eliminates Enterprise Florida, the state's business recruitment agency, and whereby their duties and programs will be shifted to the Department of Economic Opportunity, which will be renamed the Department of Commerce. And the new Secretary of Commerce will serve as the governor's chief negotiator for business recruitment and expansion. Now, this new Commerce Department will promote the state as a pro-business location for new investment and promote sports industry in Florida and encourage and oversee international trade and development in addition to other duties. And then there was House Bill 1379, which directs $100 million a year from real estate taxes to Florida Forever land acquisition program and requires a plan on how to improve water quality in the Indian River Lagoon watershed. It also directs more funds to Florida Forever and improves land acquisition process, which may encourage more land owners in the Florida Wildlife Corridor to consider selling their lands to the state for conservation and preservation of critical natural resources. Next item, candidates update. Now, on August 22nd, we'll have a primary election and Ponce Inlet Council Seat 3 will have Aaron Iampalia running against Henry Skip White. And then Port Orange Council District 2 will have Tracy Grubbs, incumbent, running against Sarah Jones. And then Leigh Kellen, for mayor, will have incumbent Cameron Lane running against Vernon Burton and Kelly Frasca. Now, for 2024 elections, we have... For Supervisor of Elections, Lisa Lewis, incumbent. For State Attorney, R.J. Larissa, Republican, incumbent. 
and for Sheriff Mike Chitwood, incumbent, for Tax Collector Will Roberts, incumbent, for County Chair Jeff Brower, incumbent, running against Don Burnett and Randy Dye, for County Council District 2, Matt Reinhart, incumbent, for School Board District 2, Krista Goodrich and Angela Kopnicki, for School Board District 4, Donna Brosmer and Merrick Brunker, for New Smyrna Beach Mayor, Fred Cleveland, incumbent, for Orange City Mayor, Council Members Kelly Marks and William O'Connor, Warman Beach Mayor, Jason Leslie and Susan Persis, for Ormond Beach Commission, Zone 3, Barbara Bonarigo and Kristen Deaton. And for U.S. Congress, House District 7, Corey Mills, Republican, incumbent, and Alec Pastrana, Democrat. Now for Florida Senate District 7, you have George Anthony T. Hill, Democrat, Jerry James, Republican, Tom Leake, Republican. For Florida House District 27, that's West Volusia, Stephen Wayne Shives, Republican, Becky Ciroli, Republican. For Florida House District 28, John Navarra, Democrat, Bill Partington, Republican. For Florida House District 29, Webster Barnaby, Republican, incumbent. For Florida House District 30, Chase Tremont, Republican, incumbent, running against Justin Albert Davis, Democrat. And I wanted to point out that what I mentioned before, the Daytona Regional Chambers candidate boot camp that was scheduled for August 8th, that is being postponed to a later date. And for more information for that, call Chamber Advocacy Director Sean Richmond at 255-7174. Now, next item, shifted more locally, Volusia Schools District Bargaining Team and Volusia United Educators are scheduled for a bargaining session on August 11th, 1 p.m., and both groups will meet again for another bargaining session on August 18th, 9 a.m. Both of these meetings will be held at the Volusia United Educators Building, and both groups look forward to the opportunity to continue to collaborate with one another. And I might also point out that Volusia Schools' first day of school is going to be Monday, August 14th. That's Monday, August 14th. So you might want to remember going to work that morning, taking a few extra minutes because there will be kids and school buses on the road that morning. And also, in my last podcast, I mentioned the Volusia County is launching a one-year pilot regrow the loop program to enhance the aesthetics of the 30-mile 
Ormond Scenic Loop and Trail in Ormond Beach. Now, the county has partnered with University of Florida Extension and other local organizations to eradicate invasive plant species to increase native vegetation and to attract more wildlife and pollinators, whatever that is, and to share information on how residents can protect this area of the county. Now, there's going to be a workshop regarding native plants this Friday, August the 11th, at the Ormond Beach Library. And for more information, go to volusia.org and type Regrow the Loop, or you can contact Sheila Hutchinson at 822-5778. And on another local item, in response to recent shootings, Police Chief Jakari Young stated that the Daytona Beach Police Department is involved with Operation One by One to methodically put drug dealers out of circulation. Now, he further stated that suspects have been booked into Volusia County Jail and a significant amount of crack cocaine, fentanyl, and method methamphetamine have been taken off the streets. And Daytona Beach Police, they're working with the Drug Enforcement Agency and Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, whereby undercover police officers are part of a bywalk drug sting operation. Now, I saw Police Chief Young last week at City Commission meeting And he told me there is a direct link between recent shootings in the city and the sale of narcotics. But the department needs citizens working in tandem with the department if we're to get these drug dealers out of the city. And next item, I wanted to remind everyone of the Volusia County Economic Development Q breakfast on Friday, August 18. That'll be from 7.30 to 9 a.m. at Daytona International Airport. And speaker will be Robin King, President and CEO of Career Source Flagler Volusia. And she'll be talking about Workforce Alliance Regional Trends. Also, Aviation and Economic Resources Director Cyrus Callum will discuss second quarter of 2023 economic data, which includes building permit activity, municipal and county labor statistics, as well as employment inflow and outflow. There's no cost to attend, but This is a fantastic and most informative breakfast to attend. So, I'm asking you to go to uh, Volusia County Economic Development on the website and look for Q Breakfast. But that's going to be Friday, August 18, 7.30 a.m. at Daytona International Airport.
I'm going to be there myself. And I want to congratulate Daytona Beach International Airport Director Karen Feaster for being elected 2023-24 Chair of the Florida Airports Council. Now, this is an association of public airports in Florida and the professionals that operate them. This council includes members from 19 commercial service airports and 75 of the state's publicly owned general aviation airports, one spaceport, that's out of Cecil Field up in Jacksonville, and more than 250 corporate and educational and affiliates. Now, by the way, by the numbers, Florida airports generate $336 billion in statewide economic impact and provide 1.4 million jobs with a $60 billion annual payroll and Florida airports rank number one nationally in total pilots, number two in commercial service, and number four in air cargo tonnage. So, congratulations, Karen. We're proud of you. Now, in closing, remember, U.S. debt is now $32.6 trillion and growing. And you just heard about Fitch dropping U.S. long-term bond rating from AAA to AA+. Now, look for a new podcast episode to be released next week. And the views expressed on this podcast may or may not necessarily express the opinions of Jim Cameron Consulting. And for more news, check out my newsletter. I just emailed it last week. And if you're not receiving it, call me at 566-2140, and my $1,000 guarantee still stands. And you might also see my annual local government budget and tax rate chart. Look for it attached in today's email. And again, I want to thank all finance directors who have helped me with accurate figures for this budget chart. And in closing, I'd like to thank our first responders, particularly our firefighters and EMTs and paramedics. They're working duty around the clock to assure our safety. They're doing a fabulous job, and I want to say to them, thank you and keep up the good work. This is Jim Cameron saying God bless and roll tide.